Welcome to the Rising Star Project. I'm Angel Quintana, the founder of Holistic Fashionista, and I'm beyond excited to introduce to you amazing lightworkers and soulpreneurs around the world who are improving the way we live, one holistic modality at a time. But like any entrepreneurial spirit, they have questions, need guidance, and desire more clarity around their higher calling, their offerings, next projects, and vulnerabilities, so they may touch those who are meant to hear their message. And that is why we are here today. What you're listening to are the business mentoring sessions I'm providing for these exceptional people, using their astrological birth chart to shine a bright light on what planets are influencing their chosen life path and which signs have the greatest influence on their work. You'll also hear what's holding them back from achieving their deepest desires, along with aha moments that remind us how incredible breakthroughs can be. Due to the nature of these sessions, I kindly ask that you share your gratitude by sharing this podcast with others. By sharing these sessions, you not only will enrich others' lives, but you will also support the work of a light worker, a kind soul who's made it their life's work to serve others from their highest self. It is my hope and intention that by experiencing their mentoring session, you will be able to answer some of your own questions around what you've been called to do and what movement you're here to lead. From productivity to self-care rituals to marketing and leadership, each session is personal in its content and inspirational as we use the stars, the moon, and the planets to unlock the hidden treasures of being holistic leaders of tomorrow. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome everyone to the Rising Star Project. My name is Angel Quintana. We'll be your host today and I've got a fabulous uh, guest. Her name is Linda from Australia. She has a beautiful accent and we're going to be talking about her higher calling, uh, diving deeper into giving her some clarity uh, around some of the questions that she has around her business. And I'm just so excited to speak with you today. Uh, Linda, thanks for being a part of the project. Oh, hi, Angel. It's lovely to be here. So... I, awesome. Yep. So tell us a little bit about you and what it is that you do, and then we'll get into some of the challenges that you're facing and hopefully get those answered for you today. Lovely. Yes. So I live uh, near Brisbane in Australia, and I live on nearly six acres. So we, we live rural residential, so with animals and horses, dogs, cats, geese, those animal pets, and I have a some cattle as well and I actually work in animal and soil health and nutrition. Oh awesome okay so tell us a little bit about your business so what you know who do you serve what kind of products do you sell um, and then what is the struggle that you're having today? Okay so so at the moment I work mostly offline I help people with our soil programs to return soil to health, bring back microbes and worms, and um, so drought-proofing properties, those things, including gardens. And I also have products that help um, an animals, like especially with the from a nutrition point of view, like pre cancer sort of prevention from foods they eat, and the same with horses 
helping all their um, immune systems operate efficiently. So that's that side of it. And at the moment, it's all offline and my big challenge is going online. And that's where I'm getting myself a bit stuck because I want to serve lots more people than the one-on-one side. Okay, so right now you're serving your clients, uh, is it locally uh, in, your er- in your area? Yes, yes, all, all locally. So it's quite minimal. So my, my business is quite small, you know, so I need to really expand to keep, keep going with it. And that's why I've changed into the, more into the animal nutrition, as I see that's where there's bigger issues there. So, but I'd really like to go online and make my life easier. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Is it, is it primarily like education around herbicides and pesticides and toxic contamination, or uh, what are they businesses or are they just individuals? Is it people that are struggling with disease and cancer, or just give me a little bit more information? I guess. So at at the moment, it's it's individuals. I do I do speak at small events sometimes, so generally that's for free. So the animal side is education at the moment. And but I really see an opportunity for me to grow there. So mostly it's physical, and I do a few small um, like markets and things. But it's more about education than making money at the moment. Okay, so it's it's education based. So the clients are hiring you for education around your knowledge um, around. Uh, nutrition and uh, just really the the health factors. I'm assuming you're somehow affiliated with like uh, like GMO projects or things like that. Well, well, at the moment, or the education, because I've just turned my business in the animal direction is actually free, okay. but I want to monetize that side of it. Um, we we are not so much in the GMO side as the USA. However, with me going online, I can do the global side and address the GMO side because I do know that side. But a lot of it's herbicides, pesticides, but in particular, uh, the dry, the dry food is where most of animal disease is coming from. Mm, interesting. God, this is so fascinating. I'm so happy to be connected to you. This is <laughs> profound. Okay, so so what's the one? What's like the few challenges that you're facing that you'd like to focus the reading on today? Uh, really it's the how to because I start some things and then I tend my personality seems to not finish them off Um, so it's really what method perhaps I should be taking or you know drawing someone to me who can actually help me with you know giving me a, a procedure to follow perhaps. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a game plan. We need a game plan to taking this online and reaching, like you said, a global audience. Yes. Okay, let's get into it. Okay, so I'm gonna start off with the three main signs, or excuse me, the three main planets. Um, the sun and the moon are considered planets in astrology. And so in this case, we're gonna talk about the sun. The sun is in Scorpio, which you probably already know. Uh, you have your rising sign in the sign of Libra, and you have your moon sign in the sign of Aries. Okay, so what does that mean? The sun is basically how you see yourself. It's not necessarily how other people see you, but like when you 
um, connect to the divine, you're like, I definitely see myself as a Scorpio. So Scorpio is ruled by the planet of Pluto. It is this dark, mysterious little planet that all it wants us to do is dig deeper. It wants to get to the root problem. It does. It's, it has no interest in swimming in the shallow end of the pool. So when you think of who you are, and um, and I like to think of your son as your secret sauce. Um, your secret sauce is really your ability to dig to the roots of something and being able to um, communicate it and share it in a way that people understand because you are so knowledgeable um, about that topic. Uh, Scorpios tend to be the investigators, the detectives of the Zodiac. Um, they're highly loyal. Um, so all of these characteristics are basically how you see yourself. That certainly is um, <laughs> exactly what I'm about. Okay. So the interesting spin on this is that your rising sign is actually in the sign of Libra. So this is actually how other people see you. So you see yourself as Scorpio, and, but other people see you as Libra. So Libra is the balancing scales. It's an air sign. It's a cardinal sign. So they have a lot of ideas, but they have a hard time committing or implementing um, or making decisions around them. So they, they tend to be very airy, right? They love, they love the finer things in life. Um, Libra is ruled by Venus. Anything that's aesthetically pleasing, um, visual, anything visually um, compelling is attractive to Libra. So in this case, when people look at you, they might be seeing your beauty. They might be seeing how you, um, how you communicate, maybe elegantly. Um, anything that has to do with beauty uh, and, um, and, and finding and appreciating some of the finer things of life, um, those would be the strengths of Libra. Now, the shadow signs, also how other people see you, is that they have all these ideas, but can they commit to them? So the shadow side to watch out for is finding a way to either bring in some kind of partnership, it doesn't have to be a legal partnership, but bringing in a mentor, bringing in something that's going to help balance out um, you know, the, the strength. So the strength of Libra is really about the ideas uh, and making things pretty, but then the, the more masculine part, the right, right, the more strategy part, that's going to be where Libra needs to align herself with other people, other partnerships, right? Libra is all about partnership um, to be able to balance the scales. So the, the symbol for Libra is the balancing scales. That's fascinating. That <laughs> <laughs> seems truth too. Okay, good. So, and then your moon sign is in the sign of Aries. Okay, so this is an interesting moon, and I always want to talk. I feel, I honestly feel like we could talk about the moon for the whole reading because the moon is our emotions, it's our soul, it's all that inner stuff that keeps us driven. Um, it keeps us, you know, it lets us know when things are off kilter. Um, you feel happy, you feel sad, you feel defeated, you feel. Um, exhilarated. So when we're talking about a higher calling, which is what we're talking about in this project, um, aligning you to your higher calling, turning it into a business, having a game plan, all those things, um, we really want to make sure that Aries, you have your moon in Aries, is satisfied. Because if you're not emotionally connected to your work, it's going to be difficult to move forward. 
So this is how having a business around your higher calling is much different than people that just have ideas and, you know, go up on Shark Tank and, you know, get investments and build a business for money. Um, when you're talking about a higher calling and a business based around it, it's really going to be like, it's a, it's a spiritual uh, journey. And that spiritual journey starts with how we feel. So Aries is a fire sign. Uh, it's ruled by Mars. So there's just a lot of passion there. There is a lot of um, leadership. There is a nurturing side to Aries. Um, there is a, a, a need to get her big ideas out into the world. Now, because Aries is the very first sign of the zodiac, um, they tend to be very gifted, naturally gifted, actually, of coming up with the big idea. Implement it, implementing it, though, is not their area of expertise. So again, for, for, the moment, for, for Aries to feel satisfied, to feel exhilarated, to feel high on you know, building this business around their higher calling, they need to make sure that, they're, that they've got help. They've got people, that, it's like going back to the rising Libra, like Aries wants to take care of like the foundational stuff, but they don't necessarily want to roll up their sleeves and, you know, plant all the plants. They want to make sure that their big dreams, their big ideas are coming to fruition, um, but they will need the support system of other people. Otherwise, they will start to feel defeated. Right. That's so familiar. <laughs> so we want so i always like I, I usually like personify you know these these planets and these um and these signs so you know i i just want you to think about you know when you're building this business just make sure that you know on an emotional level when you whenever like limiting beliefs or d defeat or anything comes up like discouragement or what how is this going to work and you know it's it's aries is starting to get agitated right that mars hot fiery energy of like oh i'm so frustrated you know it's all it's saying when you have those moments is that there's a missing person there's a missing opportunity um that's going to be uh that, that saving grace to help Aries become unfrustrated. Right. Okay. So let's talk about Saturn. So you have Saturn in the sign of Sagittarius. I think this is a very harmonious position. Saturn is basically the father of the Zodiac. And all he really wants to see is effort. Um, he wants discipline. He wants a plan. So I always bring up Saturn when I do these uh, astrological readings uh, because we're talking about work and we're talking about money. And Saturn wants to reward you for your discipline and your efforts. He wants to reward you on the physical plane. He wants to reward you with real estate. He wants to reward you with people. He wants to reward you monetarily. So in this case, you have it in the sign of Sagittarius. Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter. Jupiter is the big, huge planet of luck, of good fortune. So this is a very good position for you. Um, Sagittarius is known for um, being a, um, a thought leader, um, somebody who is, loves higher learning. Um, they appreciate foreign cultures, travel, um, anything that allows them to spread their wings and fly is 
is Sagittarius. Uh, the philosopher, the person, you know, digging deep into that extended learning and coming up with their own ideas about things uh, that, that could be spirituality. It could be, um, it could be anything that theorizes. Um, it's not so much emotional. This is more about passion and knowledge, higher learning knowledge. So think of it this way. So if Saturn and Sagittarius went to have a coffee, they would, what would they be talking about? Saturn would be like, okay, Sag, like, I know you want to spread your wings and fly, but we need a game plan. We need discipline. We need you. I want you to have this freedom, but it, if we can't monetize it, you're going to feel the, your wings to slowly come down and feel like you can't fly anymore. So let's make sure that that doesn't happen. So they sit and they have coffee and they're like, okay, well, these are the things I'm passionate about. These are the things I, um, I love to learn. But the secret part of Sagittarius, it's not even so much secret, but they are a highly gifted teacher, teacher of higher learning. So Saturn's like, well, I want to monetize that. I want a game plan to get the, that extended learning and you out there teaching and whether that, and, and maybe that is, reaching a global audience because Sagittarius loves travel. It loves foreign culture. So it could potentially be, you know, I'll just throw this out there as a business mentor. Um, it could be a traveling workshop. You as the teacher sharing your knowledge around in different countries, in different areas, um, and, and really teaching this extended learning of, of, of what's going to help the planet. Because remember, Sagittarius also has a very spiritual side. You know, that part of her that wants to flap her wings and fly, that has to do with her spirituality. It has to do with, I'm here on this planet to make a difference, but I'm here to be an individual. I'm here to follow my passions, all that fire inside of me in my belly. And if I can monetize that, that which is what Saturn wants you to do, now we've got a recipe for success. Right. And that's quite fascinating because I've actually just been to Egypt and looked at all their old, not only the ancient um, monuments and temples and things, which was fascinating because we looked at that from a spiritual side, but um, I also looked at all the agriculture and the animals. So that's quite fascinating. So I think we're getting closer to um, just maybe figuring out what is it that you're here to teach. You know, you have all this information. Uh, we've got to make sure that your moon in Aries, that that emotional state is satisfied. Um, so I wanted to just, as we continue on with the reading, like just, I want to plant the seed of like, what is the big idea? So Aries is like passionate about something. Um, it sounds like you have a wealth of knowledge, um, but let's start honing in what is this, um, what is this philosopher? What does she want to talk about? What is she, what is her message? So I just want to plant that as we continue to go further. Okay. So we've got your, you've got your North node in the sign of Libra. You've got your South node in the sign of Aries. Okay. So another, this is natural ability. Okay. So let me start, let me start with the North node. The North node is basically your natural gifts. You came to this planet with natural gifts. Some people are like, oh my gosh, how did you, you know, how can you sing that way? Or how can you write so well? A lot of us are born with natural abilities. That's what we're talking about when we're talking about the North node. Now you have it in the sign of Aries. So Aries is naturally a star. Um, they are highly passionate people. Um, they are 
highly gifted at starting new projects. They're, they're the ones with the big ideas. So if you think about all the signs of the zodiac, Aries is actually the very first sign of the zodiac. So they're the ones that are like, hey, you guys, I have this big idea. And, and they get everybody excited about it. That's like their natural ability. Now, if you look at the challenge, which is your north node, this is your destiny. This is where challenge is going to consistently show up until you work through it. So natural ability, you having the big ideas, being the star of a, of a, of a new project, being the leader of a new project, but more about um, getting other people to support you on that project while you continue to um, share your light and your passion with others by being the star. Now, Libra is where you have your North Node. Your North Node, again, is your the challenges. So Libra, they also have a lot of ideas. They're not big ideas like Aries, but they, um, they are ruled by the planet of Venus. They are um, highly gifted uh, with uh, visual uh, components. This could be design. Um, it could be fashion. It could be, um, you know, plants. It could be floral arrangements, whatever. It's all about beauty when it's with Libra. So because you have your rising sign also in the sign of Libra, it's like people already see you as Libra. So I'm going to actually focus on the shadow side of Libra because that's where the challenge is going to show up for you. So Libra, again, has their shadow is that they have a hard time committing to something. So it always takes Libra a little bit longer in life to like, you know, find stability, find financial freedom, find um, maybe even love. Um, the shadow of them is that they change their mind a lot. Um, one day they're like passionate about one thing and then the next day another, but then they come full circle and they're like, oh, I want to revisit that again. So that's why it takes them longer because they're dabblers. They dabble in things instead of like Scorpio. Scorpio, if you had more Scorpio, actually you do have Scorpio. Uh, you have a Scorpio stellium in your chart. So it, this is actually in your favor because while Libra is kind of bouncing around, you've got Scorpio kind of coming in to save the day. Because uh, Scorpio, all Scorpio wants to do is swim in the deep end of the pool. All Scorpio wants to do is, um, is uh, dig deeper into finding the root problem of something. So I want to encourage you that, you know, if, if you find yourself being wishy-washy, just know that that's the challenge here and that the challenge comes to, you know, learning to commit to something, even if you're not sure it's the right thing stick with something long enough to find out if it is. Right. That sounds quite like me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's going to be the challenge of commitment. Um, you've got a natural ability of being a star of a project. I think I'm still waiting to find out what this um, – what this, uh, what this project is, what is this topic that Sagittarius is here to teach? So let's talk about your midheaven. Your midheaven is your 10th house, and you have it ruled by the sign of cancer. Okay, so your midheaven is your career. Um, this is basically um, what, you're here, what you're here to do in, in a more logical standpoint. Um, 
not so much um, not so much the spiritual side of things, but things that you're gifted at. So in this case, you have it in the sign of cancer, which is kind of interesting because I, I always refer to cancer as like, they're like the closet entrepreneur. They're not like outwardly like, I, I'm so ambitious and I'm so this, but they're quietly ambitious, but they're very ambitious. So in this case, um, because it's a water sign, it's different because a lot of the earth signs are kind of known to being highly ambitious, like Capricorn climbing the mountain as the goat, um, Taurus working so hard so he can enjoy the fruits of his labor with the finer things in life. But with cancer, it's different. Cancer is about being the mom. It's about being the mother of a project. It's about community. Um, she's really here to nurture other people. Um, she, she wants to create a family. You know, whether it's a virtual family, whether it's um, a community, whether it's a sisterhood, um, there's something um, they're brewing about you creating some type of community around what it is that you feel, um, feel inspired to teach. That's the important part. It's not just building a community of like-minded people. It's, be, be, it's building a community around like-minded people that want to learn what you are here to teach. That's what Saturn is trying to infiltrate here. He wants to make sure you are the teacher, Sagittarius. Never forget that you're the philosopher. Now create this community so that you can come in and teach them what it is that they're desiring. And I will talk about who you're here to um, serve and teach in just a moment. It's quite, um, quite fascinating, making me think now. Yeah, give me, tell me what's on your mind right now, because I can, I can keep going, but I'm kind of just curious as to what's, because we don't know each other that well, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just reading, so I want to find out what's resonating the most. Well, well it's quite interesting, because um, especially the community side, building a community is um, what people, people who want to know what I teach, so that's quite fascinating, because I actually came back and had to think about some, a project actually for Egypt, for the animals and people, so... That's sort of just brewing in the background because it crosses over into my nutrition and health side. <clears throat> so, awesome. So it's still budding that idea on that side of it that I could also put into some work that I do. So how? What about what? What you feel? Are you at this point feeling called to teach something specific? I'm still. Sometimes yeah, I, I mention yeah. like, um, like think about the red thread that connects uh, like animal nutrition. Um, like what's the red thread that connects animals, nutrition, um, education around, um, you know, herbicides, um, toxic contamination, cancer. What is the red thread that connects them all? Why should we care about all those things? Well, it, it's still, well, we're, you know, that connects, that same thread connects to humans, to animals, to plants, and to the soil, and to the atmosphere. So it's, it's a total web. And why is that important? If you were going to teach about a subject that connects all of these things together, like the big why, like why should we care about this topic? Well, it's survival. Survival. 
Now, isn't that interesting? There's a word to write down. How can we, so there's the philosopher, just that word right there, survival, is Sagittarius. How can we continue to survive? You, you become a philosopher. You become someone who's here to teach about the, um, the cultures and the, uh, the, the nutrition and the things that we, like, I don't know if it's ancient civilization. I don't know if it's ancestry. I don't know if it's um, just like, just going back further enough in time and being like, how have we survived that now we're able to live until a hundred, but we've got this epidemic of cancer. How do we survive? And then you could even build a whole, you know, workshop and community about survival. Yeah. It's well, you know, or restoring health, maintaining health. Mm. Yeah. But survival is um, the underlying thing to survive you need to restore there you go there you go that's that big idea that's been that's brewing in you this aries energy of like i have this big idea you know i, I and it's like i want you to feel into it because we gotta we gotta get aries like on board to be like this is the idea because that's what he's waiting for. He's waiting for the big idea that he can go tell everybody. He's like, oh my gosh, you guys, I have this idea and I'm going to do this and X, Y, and Z. Oh my gosh, you guys, listen to this. He's like, he's dying for that fire to be fueled. Yeah. And you see part of it, I think, I feel that animals are our teacher. If they won't listen to me, they'll listen through their animals. There you go. Start there then the survival of animals and how that teaches us. I mean, I always say like, you know, you know, we think that we're teaching our children, but our teach children are teaching us. And it's kind of like the same thing that you're saying. Like, yeah. if you're not going to learn, if you're not going to treat your body well to survive and prevent cancer and, you know, live a healthy, vibrant life, then maybe I can show you what it looks like through an animal. And maybe that will um, ease you into um, the importance of what um, restoring your body looks like and through nutrition and education. Yes, because, um, you know, it's like people quite often think of their animals as their children and they care more about their children, their animals than themselves. <laughs> Sorry. Isn't that interesting? Yes. Oh, my gosh. We're getting close here. Okay. So let's look at, okay, we talked about... The challenge, we talked about the natural abilities, we talked about the midheaven, the career, this is a community. Okay, so let's talk about the, the last thing, which is your kismet client. Um, I always talk about the 12th house. The 12th house is your house of karmic debts. It's your subconscious mind. It's the limiting beliefs. It's the things that you're here to work through. Um, so, and I like to say my philosophy is that um, the people that we're here to serve the people, no, the people that we're here to teach. I am a true advocate that when you are looking at a higher calling, it's that you are a teacher, right? A person who is living out their higher calling is somebody teaching other people. So in this case, you have it in the sign of Virgo. So think of it this way. You came to this lifetime to work out karmic debts, to work through limiting beliefs, to work through all of the obstacles so that you could thrive as a human being on this planet. And you have it in the sign of Virgo, which is honestly kind of an awesome placement because Virgo is all about selfless service. 
like they, honestly it's they're so different than like leo who like you know loves to help other people and shine its sun all over and brighten the world and all these things but virgo just has this like selflessness like if you, if like if you you know they would give you their last they would give the hair the hair off their back they would give you the sh the shirt off their back they really want they are here to be of service to others those selfless acts of service so when you think about you know the 12th house and that you're here to work through karmic debts every time that you you uh, are of service to other people you work through your limiting beliefs you work through the karmic debts that you came to on this lifetime but this the thing that happens simultaneously is you actually help the people work through their karmic debts simultaneously and in this case you have the virgo archetype is the type of person that you're here to serve so think of it this way you are here to be a teacher an educator of higher learning of foreign culture of this concept of survival and restorative health and you're here to help the virgo archetype person who is already seeking and doing selfless service so they might already be some type of um educator they might already be somebody who is a producer of a project that has to do and match being of service to others so you might think of them as um you might think of them as a uh, producer like project managers you might think of them as uh they can be entrepreneurs they could be other uh facilitators of knowledge they could be teachers um they could be people that um analyze information and bring it to the public for public awareness um anything that has to do that they could run an organization like a charity or a nonprofit anything that has to do with selfless service they could have a blog that's educational um those types of people are the people that you're here to serve oh that's uh that's really interesting because i said that a long time ago i said i would like to take it to like corporations so and people sort of went hey you can do that and I said, well, i don't know but um so so here i am you've given me heaps of ideas here there's so many people out there doing good things in the world and yeah. when you line up with them uh you create opportunity for yourself you create alliances and partnerships And that's where I see that you know your karmic debts being worked through is by aligning yourself with other do-gooders. Get involved with their communities and then create your own community based on what it is that you're here to teach. So it's almost like there's a little bit of I scratch my back, you scratch mine, but you're it's like they're like that Virgo kismet client is an indirect competitor. Right. So it's like if you're teaching nutrition and you're talking about animals, then go find somebody else who's talking about exercise and talking about um children. And a lot because it's all holistic, right? If you're going to talk about if you're going to be the person that's teaching, you know, um about survival through animals, then go find somebody else who's teaching fitness for for humans. So because it's all that red thread, you're all indirect competitors, you're all sharing a common goal which is um bringing light to um to to survival, to res restorative health 
um, and nutrition. And what you're saying is quite fascinating because one of the ladies on the tour was quite fascinated with Ida and she actually um, teaches a social program for youth. So, so here you're saying there's a possibility for her. Exactly. And I, you know, I always kind of plant the seed of like, you know, if you're building a community, which is your, your midheaven is in cancer, um, you just remember that you, it's all about creating, um, it's not about having people in your corner. And in this case, we've got, you know, you know, these alliances. So you, I don't know if you've ever thought about doing like a podcast where you can interview people like the girl that you met in Egypt who's also doing good things in the world and bring her on as a guest, you know, and somehow let that start to spin this global um, reach and start building a community. It could even be building a community around this podcast and somehow bringing in these other um, alliances, these other partners to teach classes in your community. You could also teach classes in your community as well, but you're bringing in these other people that are indirect competitors for your bigger cause, which is about survival, which is about teaching and educating people and meeting them where they're at. You're meeting them where they're at, letting them know that animals, um, you know, what it, look at what it's doing to animals so that they could finally be a mirror to looking at themselves. So you start closing the gap, but you don't have to do it alone. You could actually bring in partners and that's actually going to help you work through the challenge of Libra, which is your North node is bringing in those alliances to make sure that you commit to the master plan. Right. So much information. <laughs> it's an awful lot to, um, process here <laughs> I hope it's not overwhelming I mean like, <laughs> well, we need to sit with this I mean you'll definitely need to sit with this for maybe for the next 48 hours I am going to be sending you the replay of this so um, definitely listen to it more than once but you know I think what you've started you know just as a, a business mentor you what you've started is the beginning of something that is really meant to be big and now it's just getting the right people in your corner to kind of bring it to life, bring it to life online. Yes, the thought that just went in my head was animals a solution, what's the question? <laughs> I love that. I love that. You know, okay, that made me think. So Virgo, 12th house in Virgo about selfless service, it could be people that have um, dog rescues. You know, people yes. that are out there in the world helping other animals. That's an indirect competitor. Yes. It could be any kind of uh, fostering anything. I mean, I have friends that have like chicken coops in their backyard and I have people that are affiliated with, uh, you know, dog, uh, charities and things like that but i would just start there find the other people that are also associated with animals that do something different than you and align yourself with them that's where the opportunity is going to come and you might want to put you know really meditate on you know if i was going to like i'll just paint a picture here so let's say that you contacted somebody who owns um who owns a dog rescue and you're like, look, I want to support your dog rescue because what I do is I help, um, I teach people about survival, but I, I, I meet them where they're at and I, and I teach them about, you know, if it's doing this to the animals, what is it doing to you? I'd love to do a talk 
you know, um, you know, bring your people together, bring my people together, and we have this talk and kind of get them interested in the community that you're building and um, using those resources. And there's so many people that are starting so many different things that have to do with animals. And you could start with, you know, dog rescues and then go to people that, you know, do something with horses and then go find somebody who is a farmer, you know, whatever. I mean, there's something where you're, you're finding the people that are, um, share a common um, audience, but they are an indirect competitor so that you guys could start becoming um, chumming with each other and partners for each other's causes. Right. There's plenty of uh, rescue of all oh, different yeah. animals around where I am. So that's... That's good. And there's also, you know, these <clears throat> rescues for like overseas, like India and Egypt and um, Asia, you know, like Thailand, Bali. There's so many of them around now. You won't run out of people. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> yes. Like, and it's interesting because, like, it sounds like you want to go online. So feel free to, even if there's some, if you start locally, you might want to explore the idea of a podcast. You might want to explore uh, an interview series, you know, whether it's a telesummit or something where you're bringing these people in and start, start, start being the leader of your movement. That's going to fuel the moon in Aries. He wants to get out there. He wants to get the fire in his belly out into the ether. So once you, once you uh, align yourself with these people, just run with it. Remember, Libra wants you to commit to something. Even if it's not the final thing, just go out there and commit to it. Right. I understand that one. And the Tilly Summit's actually a really good idea. I like that too. Mm-hmm. You could just start there. I mean, that could be a revenue stream as well. I mean, you could bring in all these experts and then sell the recordings as your info product all day long and do that once or twice a year. And that's all you do, you know, oh, and then you teach things and invite people to your community. Lovely. That's, that's a, that's a nice one. I like that one. I like the podcast too, because they're pretty easy. Cause you know, it's like you say about a little bit like the closet entrepreneur. Yep. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I like to travel, but I like to hide some of my stuff too. Exactly. <laughs> And that's kind of the beauty of podcasting is that, you know, it's not video, it's just audio. And then you bring in a guest expert. So it's more about them. Um, it really does satisfy cancer in many, many ways. Right. So I've learned an awful lot about my signs today. Yes. I hope this has been helpful. So I want to make sure that you're, you're leaving this session with at least a game plan. What are the next steps for you? Yes, yes. What, I'm, what are those next steps? What do you think they are? Well, well I already am part of um, a horse education group to actually help people, you know, like, for instance, on the weekend, my horse was is actually around at a friend's at the moment, and um, he was actually out in the next paddock, and these people came, and they saw him, and he's so quiet, and that, and they said, oh, maybe we'll get a pony, and they know nothing about horses. You know, we're sort of going, well, no, um, there's a lot of responsibility. So the education program I'm part of is about educating people to the costs of horses. You know, don't just go and get a horse because you could be inadvertently being cruel to it without even knowing, you know. So, and there's local rescues here. So that's all part of 
um, putting something together for them, you know, and, and looking at how, which part of my stuff I will present to them. Perfect. Because I've got dogs too, and dogs are also, you know, dogs are quite high priority because that's an easy one to do for the cancer. So the horses and dogs are really easy for me. I love it. You have such a, it's such a good niche, and I, nobody's going about it in this way. And I, I find it to be very innovative the way that you're going about um, sharing this and uh, meeting people where they are uh, and using animals. Uh, to help them really see it. Cause I just don't think it's really getting through to people. Um, the epidemic, uh, the health epidemic that we're experiencing. So I feel like you have something really special here, Linda. Yeah. Cause the, the healthy epidemic is in, um, animals. It's actually parallel to what's happening in humans. Like yeah. I do study it and it's really quite sad. And I just feel that, yeah, through the animals, they're going to help people actually change because people for instance on the glyphosate which is a roundup they actually uh, like even though I explain the differences people don't want to change because it's too easy to use it yeah like it's it's so hard to understand sometimes yeah. and I'm going but don't you see what about your children know. you know <laughs> so so anyway yeah. that's a that's a wonderful starting point it gives me a, a, a much greater um focus to start with awesome well I just want to I I hope that you had some aha moments here and um, that you know you'll meditate on this and that you will move forward with it and if there's obviously anything that myself or my community I mean there's so many people in, in holistic fashionista community that can support you um, I, I'm happy to do so so I just want to thank you so so much for being a part of the rising star podcast um, I know the people that are listening They've got interesting big ideas as well. Um, and now that they're seeing that, you know, how important it is to align ourselves with like-minded people and to see and to really see other people because all businesses in some degree um, are not necessarily competitors. They can be indirect competitors, even if they think that they do something similar. Um, sometimes it's just about building a, a bigger audience and a bigger community where we all support each other. Um, and I do believe that you are fundamentally very much aligned with the integrity of my group. Um, obviously selling something and educating people on a much different topic, but um, a topic nonetheless that they would love to learn more about. So I just want to thank you so much for being a part of this. And thank you so, so much, Angel, for having me here this, this morning, or probably this evening for you. <laughs> and I absolutely agree on the, I don't believe in competition, I believe in um, working as a team because, you know, united we stand. Exactly. Thank you for saying that. I so, and I really am seeing the, the women coming together. I'm seeing the communities kind of overlapping and, and that's just truly how it's supposed to be. I think this a mindset of like, this is my community and that's yours. It's like, it's one big community of, of like-minded people. And that's what we're really facilitating here is, is bringing together um, knowledge and wisdom and people um, who are educators and, you know, making the group even bigger because that means that the other people are getting it and they're joining in on the community and they're changing their lives, which is changing their children's lives, which is changing their pets' lives, right? <laughs> or maybe it's the other way around, the pets and then the children. <laughs> awesome. Absolutely. 
Awesome. Well, thank you again, Linda. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in to the Rising Star Project. My name is Angel Quintana, and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Do you feel like you're on the edge of that big idea? Like Linda, her passion for travel, nutrition, and animals has set her on a mission to unlock the big why in her higher calling. If you find it difficult to commit to an idea or follow through with one of those brilliant plans, consider finding business alliances and indirect competitors that share your similar market. Team up with them to start building your community. Whether it's to interview them for a telesummit or podcast, use these relationships to benefit all parties involved. You just might discover these people may be your kismet clients or a catalyst for widening your audience and community. Good luck. I hope you have enjoyed this episode and were able to use this mentoring session to answer some of your own questions around your higher calling. If you feel called to step into a bigger role and shape mankind as we know it today, I invite you to check out the Holistic Fashionista Botanica and pick up the Rising Star Ritual Starter Kit, where you'll receive your astrological birth chart and a ritual to help you unlock all the beautiful kits that live inside your soul. You can learn more about the Holistic Fashionista Botanica at www.holisticfashionista.com. I'm Angel Quintana, the founder and business astrologer behind the Holistic Fashionista brand, and I look forward to serving you in another episode of the Rising Star Project real soon.